Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Bible with you today, get that out, got your Bible app, open it up, if you've got the scriptures memorized, access those files. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians the fourth chapter, I want to begin sharing with you a new series of messages today, are you ready for something good? I trust you come expecting God to speak to you. And uh, let's just not look at these things through human eyes, natural eyes, but let's look with the eyes of the heart and know that God can and will speak to us and move and minister to us today. Thank God for his revelation, knowledge, and understanding for his wisdom. And uh, a lot of people are being sucked into a lot of errors, a lot of traps, a lot of turmoil and problems these days. And I think we can avoid a lot of the junk that's going on around in the world. And, and so let's read here from Ephesians chapter 4 as I introduce this new, uh, uh, new teaching today. Verse 26 reads, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Verse 27, nor give place to the devil. Everybody say that last phrase with me, verse 27, nor give place to the devil. Uh, do you recognize that a, the person described in the scriptures, oftentimes called the devil, is looking for a place in your life? He wants to have a place. He wants to gain access to your life. Once you know what he wants to do, he wants to mess you up, seriously, but he's looking for a way in, all right? That, that, that's the reason we are told to not give place to him. If he has place, if the devil has place in your life, you gave him place, all right? If he has not been able to get in and, and mess you up, it's because you have closed the door. You have learned how to keep him out. I tell you, he is looking for a way in. He's looking to get into your life and mess it up big time. All right, but we're told to not give place to the devil. Now, we must understand uh, his strategies against us. And he has traps or snares laid, laid out, hoping that you and I will fall into those traps, hoping that we will step into that snare and, be, uh, and basically give him access to bring destruction to us. Now, Satan is called, uh, in the scripture, the, the person called Satan is right here and other, other places referred to as the devil, okay? The devil. Uh, the, the, the word devil means a, uh, an accuser. It means a slanderer. You, you can see what, what the devil is out to do. He wants to accuse you. He wants to say, guilty, you've done it. You're a rascal. You're a horrible person. You're everything, uh, you know, but good. He, he wants to accuse. He wants to slander you. He's also known 
in different places in Scripture by terms like this. He's called a devourer. He's called a thief. He's called a killer. He is a destroyer. He is a deceiver. He's called a serpent, right? Uh, you can see by some of these descriptions that you don't want to hang out with him. <laughs> I mean, if you were to describe a person by some of these same adjectives, how many know you're not inviting them over to stay at your house, right? What? You're a, a thief. You're a, a murderer. You're, a, you're, you're all these things. You need a place to stay. Why? Well, you're putting yourself in danger. You're putting your family in danger if you have someone that is their, their manner of life would be described by those terms. You don't want someone like that in your house. Not safe. Likewise, I think we could, uh, we could say we don't want the devil in our house. Why? That's the way he is. Hmm. Well, he's been nice lately. No, he hasn't. He told me he wouldn't take anything. He lied. <laughs> huh? He told me if I get involved in this kind of manner of life and I do these things that uh, he blessed me. He lied to you. He is a thief. He is a destroyer. He will clean your clock if you let him in your clock. <laughs> he, he, he will mess up your life. That's just the nature of who he is. And if we recognize that, we, rec we also see how important it is to heed this word and not give place to him. Give no place to the devil. I mean, in the world, the natural world, this is the reason we have prisons. Why? Right? It's because when someone commits certain uh, unlawful acts, theft, for example, murder, for example, what, is, what have societies around the world decided? We cannot let you roam free because we have to protect everyone else from you. And so we, we recognize in society, no, we don't want someone who is going to do that uh, to be roaming free in society, and yet we sometimes do not recognize the spiritual side, the spiritual element that the devil is trying to mess us up, and he's looking for an opportunity right now, looking to get access to your life. He wants a place to do what he does, destroy, kill, lie, mess things up. I know, have you ever been stolen from? I mean, even in a natural sense, like a, by a, a thief. I know we, we, had a, we had a windmill. We had many years ago. Wood, nice wood, windmill. In the, in the yard, it was a yard ornament, Dutch-looking thing and cool. It's gone. This is quite a few years ago. Why? Some idiot stole it. And I, and I, I mean that word idiot in all, in all idiocy. Uh, I mean, we just go home one day and it's gone. Someone pulled up, put it in their truck, and drove away. This was a while ago. I'm still not happy about it. <laughs> now, some of you probably experienced maybe worse situations than that, but I can still remember the feeling. We bought that. He took it. 
How can you do that to another person? That's what the devil's all about. He wants to rip you off. Maybe he won't take your windmill. Maybe he will. But I tell you, he's after your health. He is after your financial well-being. He is after your family. He wants to break it up. He's after your joy. He's after your peace. Wants to steal. Wants to mess up your life. That's just the nature of who he is. And, and listen, I want to say this in a right way. He's after you right now. Now, we're not going to live in fear of this, but I want, to, want us to be aware. He's after us. He wants to take things away. And if we give him place, he will. He will. Now, he won't show up with a sign that says, hey, I'm the devil. I've come to clean you out. Uh, it'll look different. It'll, it, 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 it'll look like it's a good choice. Hey, I should do this. It'll look like it's an opportunity. It'll look like it's no big deal. But the end result is he comes in to steal again, kill, and destroy. Now, the goal of this is not to make everyone devil conscious. We're not to be mindful of thinking about meditating on demons, looking for a demon behind every tree. You know, every time something's wrong, <gasps> you must be possessed. You know, if we're look, always looking for a demon. No. I, I like this saying, if, 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 if you're doing more warfare than you are worship, you're warped. What is the, what is the focus of the believer's attention? It should be on our relationship with God. Come on now. We should be aware of Him, conscious of Him, living for Him, developing that relationship every day, all day, and all the time. That's what it means to be a believer. I'm full-time conscious of God. But at the same time, doesn't mean I'm ignorant of a devil that's lurching in our world and walking about looking for people uh, he can take advantage of today. And so we're going to focus on the Lord. Amen? If you're not doing that, that's your problem. It got real quiet on that. Uh, if there's an absence of a desire and an ongoing living relationship with the Father in your life, I would focus on that before anything else. Get that, then you're ready to deal with other things. Let me, let me share with you two New Testament truths that are essential for us moving forward. One of them is this. Satan is defeated. Jesus has already stripped him of his power. So the one we're talking about is a defeated foe. He's been deauthorized. Jesus took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he turned them over to the church. And now the body of Christ is authorized to go forth in his name and to resist the devil. So in all of our discussion about the enemy looking for place in our lives, he's a defeated person. Okay, he's been stripped of his power. He's not intimidating to the one who knows. Okay, so that's a New Testament truth, a New Testament reality. Here's the other side of this equation, though. There are still people who are being snared by him. There are still individuals who are being taken captive by this defeated devil. So even in his state of defeat, he is able to captivate people, to take them into bondage. He is able to gain access to their lives if they give him place. All right? So everybody, everybody with me on that, on that foundation. 
Defeated, still doing stuff. No power, but still doing stuff. All right, stripped, deauthorized, but still messing up people's lives. Doesn't have to be that way because of number one, number two doesn't have to be. And thank God for number one, uh, uh, but let's give attention to the practicality of how this works out in everyday life. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Take a look at that with me as well today. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Because we know of these truths, the wise person will recognize how the devil gets into people's lives. And we need to have a heads up on this. I need to know how he works. How's he getting in? What avenues is he taking? What approach is he, what, what, what is he throwing my way that I might be falling for? In, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, I want us to begin reading over here in verse 24. Chapter 2 and verse 24. It reads, And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God would grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth. Verse 26, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. Do you see that language? This is, this is Paul writing to Timothy. He knew of Satan's defeat. He knew he'd been stripped of his power. And he also said, watch, there is something out there called the snare of the devil. And people are falling into that trap. But if they can repent, if God grants them repentance, salvation is a gift. If God grants them a change of, of, of thinking, they can avoid that. What will happen is they'll come to their senses. What, is, what do you mean? Come, they'll start to see things clearly. They'll start to see things the way they really are. There's a lot of people, they're out of their mind. And they're getting tricked by the devil all day long. And the end result is they're being snared by the devil. Go on. Having been taken captive by him to do his will. To do who? The devil's will. So there are those living in opposition to God, and they simply do not know the truth. They need to come to their senses, all right? Logic escapes them because they are, they are held captive by the devil. In what way would a person be held captive by the devil? I mean, is it, it's not physical in this regard like someone would go to prison and they're put behind jail bars. They're not held captive like that. Where is the captivity? It's right up here. That's why repentance was needed to get truth to individuals. Repentance means a change of mind, means they think different, therefore they live and act different. All right? So the enemy begins to get people and take them captive by controlling their thoughts, by planting seeds of wrong thinking that are contrary to the ways of God, a person aligns themselves with the devil's will and then they're puppets for him. Amen. That was your cue. Are you listening? So, uh, because of this, this is, this is how it works, um, we, we should start to see this, okay? This is where the attacks come from. 
Maybe you're familiar with uh, the scripture, and I think it's Isaiah 55 that says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and his ways are higher than our ways. Maybe you've read, maybe you've read that verse. Too many Christians just state that outright as being the truth about their own life. And they say, well, God's ways are higher than my ways, and God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Why are they? They're not supposed to be. If you read the context, that's written to people who are, who are wicked. It's written to people not who are in his family, but people who are opposed to God. The way it's supposed to work is I bow my knee to the, to the mastery of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I say, I am submitting my thoughts and my ways to your thoughts and your ways, and every time I see it, I'm going to adjust. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to start thinking like you, and I'm going to start behaving like you. Here's a better thing for us to say. Maybe to some degree it's a, it's a statement of commitment, but we say, my ways are the Lord's ways, or the Lord's ways are my ways. And his thoughts are my thoughts. I think like him. I act like him. I, 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 I look like him. Amen. And if I've recognized in some way that I differ, that's when we adjust. But that's called being a Christian. That's called making Jesus the Lord of your life is we don't stand for our own ways and our own plans and our own rights. And bless God, this is the way I am. And you just need to accept me the way I am. And that, that has nothing to do with Christianity. That has nothing to do with a relationship with God. I'm, me, my ways. That has everything to do with the flesh. That's the devil right there. See, that's a trap all, all in and of itself. I need to stand up for who I am. You need to lay your life down. Huh? <laughs> I mean, no, being a believer is not about adding a little Jesus to your life. Being a believer is about losing your life and saying, it's done, it's over, and I'm taking up a new life. I'm taking up his life because his life is way better than my life. And now it's the Lord and me and one together. That's what it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. Everybody okay? And so our goal is to think like the Lord. Is to do, live our lives in the way that he does. And not the other way. And the enemy knows that and that's how the devil attacks people. He wants to bring them into bondage by getting them to think his thoughts. And live their lives his way. It's a great deception. You know, uh, this transfer, you know, when, when a person gets born again, the scripture says you're transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. The kingdom of light. It's two different worlds. Have you ever, have you ever been to a, a country where they drove on the wrong side of the road? Yeah. It's just messed up, isn't it? We all know the way it's supposed to be. And uh, I've been to different places at different times where, you know, they drive on the left side of the road. And thankfully, I've never been driving. Usually in those places, I'm in a passenger seat or something. Because, but my thoughts go there a bunch. If I were driving, <laughs> that'd be dangerous. Because <laughs> I, I would very likely accidentally drive on the wrong side of the road, their wrong side, our right side, God's right side, you know. Uh, I would very likely do this wrong, and that could be a very dangerous situation. Uh, but how many know if you go into a new kingdom, you go into a new country, you've got to learn how things operate there. 
And what happens is believers have a lot of problems in their lives when they uh, try to live a Christian life and have a relationship with God, but they're still driving on the other side of the road. Uh, they haven't learned the ways of God. They haven't learned the ways of his kingdom, way, how he thinks, how he lives. Huh? What do we need to do? Adapt. You know, there's a lot of discussion in our country about immigration and all this stuff. And, you know, one of the arguments, one of the problems is that so many people come here, but they don't adapt. And so our culture, you know, changes so much and they don't take on the, um, the, the American way of doing things. And I tell you, in the kingdom of God, we got to take on the God way of doing things. Yeah, yeah. And so we're in a different kingdom, but I want you to consider a couple things here. Based on this scripture, we, we often talk about the will of God. I think about the will of God a lot. I, I, I like to help other people discover, find and discover the will of God for their own life. If you're a believer, you're interested in that. From the moment you get saved, it's like, okay, what does God want to do with me? You know, what does he want to do in my life? What is his will? The disciples asked the Lord Jesus one day. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And one of the things he said in that prayer, he said, he said, pray, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus recognized the will of the Father on earth is a really important thing. We should be conscious of, mindful of, what is the will of God for my life? And I would encourage you in this regard for a moment the will of God for your life is not just in some great grandiose plan, it's every day. The will of God for your life doesn't just involve you accomplishing something great for eternity. I'm I not saying that doesn't exist. I'm saying the will of God for our lives begins in how I treat you. It is in my prayer life. It is uh, me believing his word and walking in love and being a giver and, be, and serving others and, and praying, that kind of stuff. That's the will of God. For, you know, many people are doing the will of God right now. And, and I, I would go further and say this. You know that just being in an in a, in a amazing, spirit-filled, full of life, miraculous power of God church today, uh, that you are giving place to God. This is one of the ways you give, not, not giving place to the devil, giving place to God. The more you can do to give place to him in your life, the more he will begin to take up that place. Amen. Maybe I'll come back to that. That's a good thought. Um, but there is the will of God. We should be aware of the will of God. But here's something that we might not think about as much or be aware of, and that is the will of the devil. If we're avoiding the devil's traps, we should be aware that the devil has a will for your life. You know, he's thought about you too. <laughs> Plan some things out. Yeah. Some ways that you should live. Some ways that you should think. Some behaviors you should get involved with. Some mental states you should, that should occupy your mind. Huh? Some atmospheres that should fill your home in your workplace. Yeah, he's got a will for your life as well. Basically, we could say it this way, he is opposed to everything that is of God. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 10, great verse, verse 10. 
10.10. Jesus said, the thief comes not except for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. What's the will of God for your life? It is abundant life. It is, it is good, good, good living. What's the will of the devil? He wants to rip you off, wants to take you out, wants to bring destruction on every side. So there is the will of God. There is the will of the devil. And it's not only true that Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. He wants to then sign you up for the team. What do I mean by that? He wants to use you. Just like we say, Lord, use me. I want to be used of God. And what do we mean by that? Him to use us to touch other people. To heal the sick, to raise the dead, to bring life to the lost. You know, <laughs> Lord, use me to bring help to another person. Well, the enemy wants to use you to bring destruction to another person. Say, but the devil's defeated. I know. But he's getting away with some stuff. He's getting away. And he's, this is sad. And we're going to cut this off. He's using people to destroy other people. He's using one person to take the life of God away from another person. Think about that. That we could be, the potential, that if it's even there, that we could be used of the devil or as Paul wrote to Timothy, taken captive to do his will. I don't want to be a captive. And I most certainly do not want to carry out the will of the devil. But is he being successful at all in that endeavor? He is. He is. We could ask ourselves the question, am I being used of God or am I being used of the devil? Am I adding, am I bringing life and life more abundantly to people around me, people I can affect? Or am I being used in the opposite way where I'm actually taking people down? I'm slandering, accusing. I'm being used in some way to lead people astray, lead people in the wrong direction by how I live my life. And so the devil uses these snares to trap people, to carry out his plan. Uh, a snare, let's, t- let's think about that for a moment. A, a, a snare, it's, for, it's a trap, you know, for catching birds or animals. Um, Typically, you know, you'll read a snare has a, a cord or a wire of some kind that will entrap an animal. Uh, if you were hunting, I imagine you have some hunters in the house, whether you do it by that method or uh, other ways. Well, if you're setting up a snare, a trap for an, for an animal, for your prey, you're not wanting them to let them know that you're about to do that, right? Here you go, here you go, come put your foot in here, you know? Come one, come all. <laughs> what, 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 what happens? How does that go down? Uh, the hunter sets the snare up where the animal doesn't know he's about to be trapped. Luring with food or something of that nature, something desirable. This is the way the enemy works. Again, he's not showing up to our door with a pitchfork and a red tail. Hi. Devil here. Coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Want to mess up your life. Can I come in? 
but he is looking for place, isn't he? Looking for place in everyone's life, coming in much more subtly, laying out situations and circumstances, throwing thoughts our way, whether it comes through other people or just thoughts that seem to come from the air, throwing thoughts our way to try to get us to adapt ourselves to his way of thinking, to act like he would act and not the Lord, and in doing so, we're putting our foot in the snare. And the temptation sometimes can be that I'm fine, I'm doing everything right, this is my freedom, I can do whatever I want because I'm in Christ, my sins are washed away, and stop trying to put me in bondage. You know, there's an unfortunate response sometimes when people are instructed on ways to live and not live. Do this, don't do this. Uh, but you find that all over the scripture, including the New Testament. Do this, don't do this. Some respond to that and say, hey, we're in Christ, we're under grace, we can do whatever we want to do. I know, but you're stupid. Did I say that? I meant that. I meant to say dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? What I mean by that is what Paul said. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Sure, you can do what you want, but a lot of stuff is going to get you trapped. You're going to be taken captive by it. And you think it's no big deal, and I'm fine, and I love the Lord, and everything's good. I know, but it's a setup. There are a lot of things that are a setup. We just have to see it up front. We have to see it ahead of time. And if we'll recognize these setups, we'll avoid them. And we won't be taken captive to do, the, do, do uh, the devil's will. We will do the will of God. But a hunter has to be crafty, you know, doesn't want his prayer to know, uh, his prey to know. Uh, likewise, the enemy is that way. Be aware. We're all being influenced today. Through our lives, we're being influenced we're being influenced by God. We're being influenced by the devil. When I, when I say it, you know what I mean by that is options. I have choices. I have thoughts presented. I have, I have choices to make to go the Lord's way or to go the devil's way, to think one person's thoughts or the other. So we're being influenced. If a person says, no, I'm my own man. Every, all my thoughts are my own. Everything, everything that comes to me it, it, it originates within me. I'm not moved by other people. You're already snared. You are. That very thought is a deceptive thought. Okay? And, and you're already being taken captive to do the enemy's will. What if you thought you were free, but you were really being set up? Amen. Now, now listen, I'm saying these things today, I'm just... I'm setting you up. <laughs> uh, um, I'm getting these, getting. I don't want to put anyone into fear. I'm not talking about, man. You just never know. We're always going to make mistakes. And no, uh, what I want to do is to make us aware of what the potential is, what's out there. We are authorized by the Lord Jesus to rule and reign in life. Come on, we've been set apart and set above, and we've been set at the right hand of God with Jesus seated with him in heavenly places. We're supposed to rule and reign and enjoy this abundant life in Christ. But there is an enemy that wants to take it all away. And I, as a, as a Christian for many years and as a pastor for many years, I know what I have and I know what everyone has in Christ. And I also have seen the enemy run roughshod over too many people. 
and I hate it every time. And he's going to pay for it. One day he'll be burning in the lake of fire. We'll never have to deal with him again. But in the meantime, he's trying to take people out. I'm going to expose him. And some of his strategies, some of his tactics, his snares are very real because at the moment, his way seems right. Because in, the, in a time, in a moment of time, it's very deceptive. And we have to see past that initial feeling, see past that initial viewpoint, and see God's thoughts so we can do his will. Let, let me give you one more verse today. Then we'll finish, we'll pick up, and we'll get into some stuff next week. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, and the 8th verse. It reads, everybody ready? Be sober. That's a good word. If we stopped right there, that's a good message. Be what? Sober. <laughs> How many know when you get saved and get filled with the Spirit, you don't, need, uh, you don't need these other substances to make your life feel like it's okay? I understand why people do. I understand why people uh, consume too much alcohol and drugs and all this stuff, because life is hard. But there's a better solution than, than that. You know what it's called? It's called be filled with the Spirit. It's Ephesians chapter 5. Be filled with the Spirit. It's, it's, it's likened to being drunk. You can get so filled with the Spirit, you don't need anything else. Amen. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary. What do you mean because your adversary? I mean, Peter, don't you know the devil's defeated? Don't you know Satan's already been destroyed by Jesus? Yeah, he did know that. But he still said, because your adversary, the devil, is still here. He walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Here we go again. Here's the deal. This is the devil's will for your life. He wants to devour you. He wants to eat you up and mess you up and take you out. That's a fact. And you're not going to talk him down. Come on, be a nice devil. That is the fact he wants to destroy, he wants to take you out, wants to devour your life, period. That is going to be the case as long as we're here on earth. Pray that the Lord will do something about the devil and I'll never have to do anything, never have to struggle with him again. You have to go to heaven. And then that will be the end of that. While we're here, there is a devourer. What does he want to do? Like we said before. Wants to take you out, wants to take your health, take your finances, take your marriage, take your kids away, take your, your joy away, take your peace away. He wants to, wants to devour your life. Yeah. He walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Whom may he devour? I tell you, it's the same thing as this. Those who give him place. You may have given him place accidentally, not knowing you were doing it. That's how it works a lot of times. It's called deception. But he is looking to get place in your life. That's why we are told, do not give place to the devil. Here's the opposite. Give a whole bunch of place to God. 
Do you know that you can do that too? You can intentionally give God place in your life. Being here, like I said before, you're giving God place. Putting your mind on his thoughts. Thinking about uh, what he is saying. Giving time in prayer and worship. Give God place in your life. And he'll move. What, what will he do? He'll occupy that place. He'll fill it up and there will be a whole bunch of God all over in your life. A whole bunch of abundant life. If I don't give God place, I'm giving the devil place. And there will be a whole bunch of killing, stealing, and destroying manifesting life. And so the enemy is looking for this opportunity. Walking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Anybody open to that devouring here? Anybody, anybody going to be open to that? Anybody got, does anybody want that devouring? Your, he's looking for a chance to get into your life right now. He's looking. He's looking for someone to leave the door open. Amen. But what are we going to do? I'm going to fill that space up with God. There's just no place for the devil. There's no room for him. There's no space at all. There's just an, I'm occupied by the Spirit of God. There's no way he can work and he can do what he wants to do in our lives. Amen? I want to go forward with this over the next while. And we're going to learn how to keep the door closed. Okay? Learn how to keep the door closed. And that defeated devil doesn't have a chance. And Jesus will get all the praise. Father, thank you today for working in us now. We give you place in our lives. Say that with me. Say that with me, everybody. Say, Father, I give you place in my life. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.